Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Good evening, hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Big Tasty Ben Jackson, I'm here with Jay, as always. Um, we are back to discuss show three of the Women's Championship Eliminated Tournament. Uh, hi Jay, how, how, are you? how are you? How's it going? I'm very sleepy because <laughs> it's like half ten and I've not long finished work and pretty much just sat down to watch it. <laughs> but it was another good show. But it, so, was, uh, it was well worth watching, wasn't it? Um, oh yeah. Before we uh, before we jump into the women's tournament real quick, um, and before we go into like the the, the sort of the, the social media bits, I just want to give a very quick shout out to uh, this week's being the elite, which I've also just watched. Um, both the bits where, um, where Matt Jackson flashes back to the big show destroying him when he was a jobber. As kids call him a jobber. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the bit right at the end where uh, Doc Gallows slips Brandon Cutler of Viagra. And says that if he crushes it up, yeah. it'll get into his bloodstream quicker. And he said he lit enough of my hardy before he got clean. <laughs> <laughs> which was um, which popped me. I, I, like, I enjoyed the Eddie, Eddie Kingston trying to give a straight I, face I in front Eddie of uh, Silver, and Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, and then having to like walk out of the room because yeah. he was laughing too much. Re- Reynolds reaching for Eddie Kingston's grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good one this week. I uh, really enjoyed it. But tell you what else? Oh, um, um, we thought this week's. We thought this week's Women's Tournament was really good. However, if you would like to tell us what you thought of it, you can go onto our Facebook page, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, our Twitter page, Untitled Rest Pod, or our Discord, Untitled Rest Pod, and you can give us your opinions right there. Let us know what you thought of the show, and let, let us know what you think yeah. of the Women's Division AW in general, because it's really coming on. We think it's really coming on leaps and bounds over the last sort of few months. Uh, it, I know it's it started in a sort of troubled place, but. Um, yeah, let us know what you thought and how it's getting along. Uh, well, speaking of hot enough, Jesus Christ. So the first match was sort of an exhibition match. It was a six-women tag, or a six-person tag, should we say. Um, the AEW Women's Champion, Hikaru Shida, Mei Saruga and Rin Karakuda uh, against Emi Sakura, Maki Ito and Veni. Um, yeah, Maki Ito comes out and sings her entrance again, which is really good fun. Um, Veni looks like an absolute superstar like throughout this entire match and through th- her entrance as well um emmy sakura is in definitely in that sort of evil teacher mode which is why where, where i love her that's the position that i think she needs to be in i think it's it's fantastic um emmy sakura is the best one thing we didn't get unfortunately obviously because we watched the english version um obviously hikaru shida had been doing japanese commentary on the japanese side um for the japanese broadcast mm. obviously she was in this match so the special <laughs> guest commentator was Aja kong all right. Which obviously we, we got. Cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wouldn't have done us any good because we don't speak Japanese. Um, but we, we got um, we got Excalibur mm. and a and a initially perplexed but very receptive Taz. Yeah, Taz was really cool on commentary, and it's like he 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 was like making a lot of um, well. He, first first of all, he said to Excalibur, "Like you did a really good job on the first round." I just wanted wanted to know, which is kind of like. It's quite cool, like the fact that he kind of um, 
broke character almost to do yeah, that. Well, JR did something similar on Dynamite a few weeks back, didn't he, as well? Uh, which is quite nice. He did. I mean, to be, to be fair, Taz immediately misgendered Venny um, about three times and then sort of got it got it sorted. Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, Excalibur was very good at using uh, neutral pronouns, um, to be fair, as well, when, when describing them. Yeah, I think I think Taz, um, though, like, again, a lot of, like... Um, after this match, he was like, doesn't matter whether you like you like watching men's wrestling, women's wrestling, um, American, European, Japanese. Th- this was fantastic. And it was cool that he did that, like because obviously a certain um, very red man on the internet has been very very vocal about this and said some extremely vile things. So it was cool that Taz would actually bring that up. Um, yeah, so speaking of the match itself, um they oh, I mean we're not gonna we're not gonna try and go beat for beat on this because it was there was so much happened. Uh, there, there was some really really so fast paced as well. There was some super cool spots. My my favourite sort of early spot was when um when Emmy had I think it was May in like a surfboard and then Mahito ran to the ring and just stood there. Uh, they were doing like the AO call and response for yeah. Mercury bit, and then Makito, who's obviously a legitimate former pop star, hit this like super long high note. And as she was doing that, Emmy sort of rolled the surfboard around her feet, like in a circle, which was absolutely amazing. Got back to the initial position, and then Maki bounced off the ropes and headbutted May while she was being held up, which was it was it was madness. It was so good. Yeah, uh, just just before that as well, because like for a lot of the match. Um... May Saruga was kind of like isolated by the heels. Um, she was like taking the heat of the match. Um, the the reason for that was because um, it was it was it was Rin, wasn't it? Rin Kadakura went to tag in Shida and May just shoved Shida off the apron and then tagged in. Um, obviously May as well. And then he tagged in and they. Uh, May as well, obviously, was a former student of of Emi Sakura as well. So they had that sort of Emi was was was, was showing that she didn't the, teach, quite teach her everything, and she, there was some tricks there that she. Um... They mentioned on a commentary as well that um, her and she used to be tag partners. Yeah, which was quite cool. Um, yeah, so uh, so she she like tag, tags herself in, then he tags in, and they slap the fucking soul. Out of Saruga, <laughs> like absolutely slapped the piss out of Saruga's uh, mouth. Yeah, and then, um, and then there was another couple of like really cool. Um, there was a uh, Venny did a move that looked a bit like a claymore, like where they like come out the corner and you know they no sold a shotgun, a shotgun rocket before it, and then just came out with a claymore. I was like fucking hell, yeah. Benny really. I, I, I thought that Benny was really impressive last time I saw them, but um, they look like a million bucks in this match. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They really impressed me. I, I mean, I say that like I, I text you uh, just before we started recording, saying it felt as if they were kind of trying to build up a build up a feud between Sheeda and any one of her opponents. Yeah. For the yeah. Um, it certainly felt like throughout the match as well that Shida was like the big deal. Like they, all the all the other team like wanted to go at her and like 
she was like the, the sort of panic button for the other two on her team as well. Like they made they made she seem like a, a huge like threat in this match just by her presence of being there. Which was really cool, and, and it's also important to know they pointed out in commentary at the start on Cheetah's team, all three of those women, uh, women were champions. So Cheetah is the obviously the yeah. the AW champion, and um, Rin and May are both tag team champions in their respective promotions. So it's quite cool to uh, to have obviously all the gold on that side of the on, on that side of the ring. Uh, there was a really sweet spot um, where so th- th- there's a there's a moment like midway through the match where it's. Um, May and Sheeta in the ring, and they mentioned that obviously they've got a lot of history together. They've almost got this like big sister, little sister sort of relationship, and they're helping each other out. There's a, a bit where like they, they double team Emmy, and she's on the floor, and then Sheeta does her like little get down on one knee pose, and May climbs up over her and like splashes off her shoulder, and like, does like a little yeah. a little flip, which is quite it nice. Was weird, wasn't it? She put like she she put like one she stood on Sheeta's thigh, and then she put like one leg behind Sheeta's head. Yeah, and then she they like kind of like used that to sort of t- like tilt her over. Yeah, she like tipped on, her. As, uh, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just kind of cool. And she like did like a, a send on onto her. Emmy, it looked really cool. So then Emmy gets up. They're going for a double team, but Emmy blocks it. She sort of pulls them together and like sort of dazes them. Um, like they they're gonna like fling into her. She just like really just pulls them together, and then she she makes Sheeta sunset flip May. And as they're both on the floor, she locks them in a, like a double stretch muffler. Yeah, which is awful. looked absolutely incredible. I don't know how yeah. they managed. I don't know how she managed that, but it, I, as, as it was going on, I sort of checked. I, I checked where everyone's like limbs were, and it, it all checked out. It worked. It was like everything was in the right place. Yeah, Emmy Sakura. This whole tournament's been giving me like major Minoru Suzuki vibes. Oh, she's so she's so good. Like I was, she she didn't come across great at all. I don't I didn't think in like her first appearance. On AEW, I mean, I don't know if it's me whether I wasn't like ready for it or whether like I was still locked into that sort of like you know Western wrestling sort of way of thinking. But seeing her in this tournament has been a revelation. Uh, it's been it's done so much good for her. Yeah, I, f- I feel the I feel like this sort of uh, changing gear and the whole the whole like saying that she's like the queen of wrestling is really and like the change in attitude as well. Because she was sort of heelish when she did that feud with Rio. Yeah, but she was but coming then, out in like the, the yellow Freddie Mercury jacket and like yeah, she was smiling loads and it, it just looked made her look like a bit goofy. Um, but now she's like all business and it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, she she's she's kind of reminds me of like a cross of uh, Minoru Suzuki and Shinsuke Nakamura, and that's like the best cross. Yeah. So when so we get it's to the so as we get to the latter stage of the match, we end up with a really nice um, exchange of moves between Benny and Sheeta. Like that's like sort of the final pairing, and then they 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 they're trading. So and like Benny hits like a ridiculous lager bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like a sit out lager bomb, and it's it's insane. Um, and then Sheeta, Sheeta gets Sheeta sort of takes advantage and it gets back on top, and then. Um, Makito and Emi Sakurai come in and they're gonna they're gonna do triple team, but then Rin and May come in and drop kick them off the ring. So it leaves um Shida and Benny back in the ring one on one. Uh Shida hits a Falcon Arrow, which never pins anybody ever, but she gets a two count of it. Um and then hits a Tomashi for the three count with a with a yeah. very sort of high stack pin as well. Uh, I was gonna say, because she hit the Tomashi on Benny earlier and Emmy broke it up didn't she and yeah. then 
she like put some extra fucking mustard on this one. Like she ran the ropes a couple of times and then she put a knee right through. Venny I mean, face. throughout this match, like every time she got tagged in, the only certainty was someone was going to get kneed in the face. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> like she was doing like the rising knee on the outside, she was kneeing people in the ring. It was just, it was, was just, a, a, just a knee party for everyone, basically. Th- there was a really cool um, spot as well that she did where she threw it, she threw Emmy in the corner and then Mackie attacked it and she like snapped Mackie on top of Emmy. Yeah, she, but, like, she put, she put, she put Mackie like in the ropes, didn't she? Like on the yeah. in between the thermocles and then she put Venny like in front of them and then she like ran into it. Was, it was nuts. It was, no, she uh, like suplexed Venny onto them. Yeah, that's right. She suplexed Venny, uh, Venny into the corner. Yeah. Um, it was, it was great. I was like, that, that was really cool. Um, yeah, she it just shows like obviously. I mean, all these matches have been great, and then you you like adding Sheeta into them just doesn't make them worse, does it? You know, it only makes things better. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a real treat this match. Like uh, it was it was because this this show obviously only has two tournament matches on, and it needed something to like sort of get you in the in the zone. And this was the, the perfect match to just get you absolutely salivating for what was to come. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, it was really, really fast-paced. Really good match. Um, what about twenty minutes as well? It, well um, when it finished, I sort of moused over the YouTube video, and like half the show had gone, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> they, they really gave, but it didn't feel long at all, like because it was like you said, no. it was so fast-paced. The action was so relentless, and you had such a good time watching it that like it, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was a long match at all. Yeah, it was a really good match. Um, yeah, and uh, Kenny Omega actually um, tweeted about it as well. He said he really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, he also he also he also turned full heel. So um, <laughs> um what's his face? Makito tweeted and said that it was he was finished with AW for now. Um because mm. obviously the tournament's over. <laughs> Kenny Omega just said, All right, thanks. See you later. Bye. <laughs> so so yeah, um Kenny Omega, biggest heel on the internet confirmed. Give the people what they want. Tony, do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, did uh, I saw something on Twitter just before we started that Emmy Sakura apparently wants to keep doing like these kind of shows for AW yeah. out, out of like a uh, wrestling school um, just for like the YouTube channel or something or like for Doc. Yeah, um, yeah, why not? I'm all about that. Yeah, ju- just as a way to kind of keep that connection with like some of the girls who've been involved in this. Yeah, and then if, that, if, if, go, if, going, if going forward they can fly people over for pay-per-views, that'd be brilliant, you know. I'm not expecting, mm. you know, Emmy to be turning up on Dynamite every week or anything like that because she's obviously got her commitments in Japan. But if she if she's able to travel to the US for big events, then that'll be and like and like um, some other women that we're going to talk about later and some of the some of the people featured in this match that would be wonderful. I mean, in a perfect world, I'd sign them all up. Yeah. And have, I'd have them all on Dynamite every week, but you know that uh, that's not going to yeah. happen. So yeah, so, we we stay in Japan for our next match. So this is the um, oh, final. just a quick one as well. After the match, uh, Emmy attacked Br- uh, not Brit, Brit Baker, wasn't it? Emmy attacked Shida. Yeah, um, and then also attacked Mahito. So they're definitely they're definitely working something here, aren't they? With with like Emmy and because Emmy and, and there was a couple of moments in the match as well where um, Emmy would just like pop Shida off the apron whenever they had a spare moment. So they're definitely yeah. building some sort of like animosity between Emmy. Built the building up Emmy as like a future challenger, I think, for Shida. Mm, yeah, so I think um, whoever, whoever wins this tournament, I think Shida goes over. Yeah, based on who's left, I think so as well. And I think it's just a way to like give her a, a new, a fresh new opponent with a lot of build, which is really and to sort of keep the you know spin a couple of plates. Um, which is great because everyone's coming out of it looking a bit like even even like people like Take On Tain, Layla Hurst, you lost in the first round. 
Commander. It's fucking yeah. amazing. So it, it's not done any harm to anyone being in this tournament, which is great. Um, but yeah, I think they're definitely building Gemi up to be a big, like a big swoop in mega heel to come in and challenge Cheetah further down the line. Yeah, especially with this like new gimmick. Yeah, and I'm all, I'm all for it. Get that, get that in front of a live crowd, in front of a dynamite crowd, and it'll it'll play. It will definitely play. Yeah. Um, speaking Absolutely. of speaking of people who will definitely play, if you put them in front of a live dynamite crowd. So next we have my favorite murder anti Rumors and Army versus <laughs> versus Ria versus uh, Yuka Sakazaki in the finals of the Japanese side of the tournament. Oh boy, this is a match I didn't know I wanted until I saw it. And Jesus Christ, hook it straight into my veins. It's really good. Do you like really stiff, hard-hitting women's wrestling with lots of clotheslines and chops? Because if you do, boy, have we got a match for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they beat the piss out of each other. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. So having, obviously, this is this is how, obviously, um, Ryu beat... Um, no, she beats uh, Mackie in the first round in a, in a surprisingly hard hitting match, and then she had that absolute slobber knocker with Asha Kong last week. Uh, Yuka beat May yeah. and then advanced and beat. Am I blanking here? Um, Emmy. Emmy, yeah, last week. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, this was like a blend of both of the sort of styles in a way. So it was it was very it was very ground based. It was very hard hitting. There was a lot, of, like you say, there was a lot of um, getting thrown to the corner and chopped and slapped and clotheslined and all sorts. And then every now and then, um, you could just do some mad counter into a submission, which she's really good at. Like she'd do like a roll into that like calf killer, which is really nice. Um, yeah. She did like the the leg scissors takedowns and all that. Um, yeah, it was great. She um, she hit her so towards like the, the sort of middle to end of the match, she hits the magical girl splash. Like absolutely beautifully, and uh, Ryu kicks out, which is quite surprising, quite nice. Um, they, they really, they really made, uh, they really sold. Ryu was like hard as fuck in this match. Like they, this order is an absolute nails. Yeah. Um, she was, oh, she was doing all sorts. Yeah, they they were literally just a lot, a lot, a lot of this match was just kind of them throwing everything they had at each other, and then the other being surprised, like. There was a bit where um, Yuka had Ryu in like a um, in a triangle choke, and like the, the ref literally had it like where Re- like Rio had been choked out, um, and just just before like he was about to ring the bell, she just kind of pops up and, like with um, Yuka still on her arm and power bombs Yuka. Yeah, yeah. So the ref like Tommy actually like had hold of her. He like grabbed her hand to see if she was like conscious, and she like gripped his hand, and that yeah. was like the, the sort of signal because he was about to call it. And yeah, as you say, she just like one arm deadlifted. Um, Yuka up. There was another bit as well where Yuka went for like a wheelbarrow, and Ryu just caught around the around the stomach and like deadlifted her through German suplex. Yeah, which was just nuts, and <laughs> like the, the the strength, like the the skill and strength that woman. So just a reminder as well um, about about Ryu, she was apparently on the verge of quitting pro wrestling um, until she got offered a chance to come and wrestle in AEW for the, at the at the start of AEW when AEW started rolling around, and it was that match that revived her interest in professional wrestling and made her carry on. And I'm glad she did because yeah. she was very very good. 
yeah, it would have been a great loss if she hadn't. Um, so later on in the match, uh, so Yuka hits the, the Magical Girl Splash, gets a two count, and she goes back for the for the 450 version, the Magical Girl 450. Um, rolls out the way. Yuka sort of, you know, just casually does a top rope 450 and lands on her feet, as you do. As you do, yeah. Just, you know, just like that. Um, then... There's a couple of brutal clotheslines from um, from Ryu. There's like a running clothesline which gets a two count, and then she sort of does the edge thing. So she sort of stands in the corner and sort of does the get up, get up, get up. As like you can sort of struggle to her feet, she hits a pretty decent looking spear. Mm. And yeah, then she, she's hit that spear in all three of her matches now, and she's looked good every time. Yeah, and then she hits a. Oh, um, Elijah Khan was awesome. Oh, earlier in the match as well. It's just a little thing, but she dropped a. She, she, she's got a great leg drop. She dropped a lovely leg drop on um on Yuka early in the match, which obviously threw her back to the Edge of Kong match. Anyway, so she hits the spear. She gets up. She hits a short arm clothesline. That gets a two count. Then there's another little bit of back and forth. And then she hits. So this she wins it with. It's kind of like a. She hooks Yuka like she's going to do an exploder suplex. And then like she lifts her up and then spins it into a Michinoku driver. Yeah, it was awesome. Which is just, it was insane. It looked it looked incredible, and that's good for the three counts and the win. And uh, Ryu Mizunami is heading to Jacksonville to wrestle this Wednesday in the final of the AEW Women's Tournament. Against the winner of the next match, or Nyla Rose. Yeah. But, Jesus, I'm, I'm so hyped. I'm so hyped. I, no fucking hope, I fucking hope it's Nyla and we get a fucking horse fight. Well, right, so... We'll talk about this at the. We'll go through the next match, and then we'll talk about like the potential um, implications of of the of the, of the finalists and, and what could happen. Um, so obviously, so we end up with the the semi final of the women's match in America. So we're back to Daly's place. Speaking of Jacksonville, we're heading back to Daly's place where we have uh, we have Thunder Rosa versus Rio. And wow, this was not the match I was expecting to happen. No, not at all. I. I'd even go as far as saying I thought it really hurt it, but it wasn't like the way this was done. They definitely—I don't know if it's—they uh, definitely did it a lot more ground-based than I was expecting. Like mm, Rio did, yeah. uh, and Thunder Rosa worked quite heel. Yeah, like Thunder Rosa pretty much like controlled the match, like the whole from beginning to end. Yeah, there was, there was a couple of like bits of offense from Rio, but. It was kind of a squash match, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it went like twelve minutes, so it got it. Like, wasn't like a classic. Yeah, it wasn't like a classic true. Goldberg match, but I mean, in terms of it was, it was just it was Thunder Rosa. But it was all Thunder Rosa. It was Thunder Rosa on top. Rio was fighting out from underneath, trying to trying to. I think I think they just played it off as like it was the experience of Thunder Rosa, like not letting Rio get momentum. And they talked, they talked like obviously throughout this tournament about how Rio needs to use momentum because obviously she's so slight and she's so quick. All of her, all of her like offensive abilities and her ability to move quickly. And yeah. Rosa just didn't let her do that at all. She just kept her grounded, kept her mobile, kept her mobile. Um, kept her on like resting on her terms, which I thought made Rosa seem very clever and very calculated um, and very yeah. dangerous. But yeah, it was kind of odd to you know that Ryu didn't get to do Ryu thing, Ryu things. Like there were no there were no top rope foot stomps. There were no flippy floppy super moves. Really, like that. She had a really nice dragon suplex though. She did, yeah. Um, oh, she, I mean, she, she she got shit in. Like she hit like a, a, yeah. couple, of, a couple of standing foot stomps. Um, she did like that that sort of 
um, rope hung, like corner rope hung footstop that Sasha Banks does as well. You know, that sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, as I say, it just felt almost like a squash match. I didn't really. I didn't even realize it went that long because it felt like it went really quick. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it. it it moved. It had action. It like there were things. There was always something happening. It was it was a fine match. It was just it wasn't what I expected to be. I expected to be a lot more of a faster pace and a lot more um, kind of not high flying, but like as I say, a lot more of a faster pace. A lot more like sort of like quick strikes and stuff like that. And it was just. Thunder Rose would beat the shit out of Rio for Yeah, it was it was just Thunder Rose like grinding her down and sort of wearing her down and sort of maneuvering her into a position where she could capitalize and, and sort of take take over the she match. She did like a really cool modified uh, full Nelson. It was like she like a great find the leg and then locked her in a full Nelson almost like she was in like a SDF. And then she like lifted Rio's head up and it was and Excalibur was like, Well, how's she getting out of that? And Thunder Rose just slammed the head into the mat. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like she had her in like a sort of like it was like a, almost like a camel clutch, like with a leg lock as well. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy the way she ended up there. That was, uh, that was nasty. A lot again, just adding to the sort of theme of this tournament. There's been a lot of very innovative like holds and submission moves and, and bits and bobs. Yeah, which is which has really impressed me. Um, yeah. So anyway, the the sort of the match sort of picked up a bit of bit of momentum um, towards towards the end. Um, there was a couple of roll up attempts like in a row. And it ended with uh, Thunder Rose hit a beautiful sort of. She just sort of like ran, grabbed Riho, rolled her up into like a really tight package. Um, I didn't really know. I don't really know how to describe it. It looked. It looked pretty cool. And, it, was uh, yeah. similar, it looked similar to uh, the SOS that Kofi does. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, and uh, only that, without the impact and more of just like the roll through. It was a bit like. Um, not quite the similar thing, but it was a bit like Orange Cassidy doing the mousetrap. It was like a, a move that was like just a pin, basically, wasn't it? It was, um, but yeah, it looked, yeah. it looked cool and it was good for the one, two, three. So Thunder Rosa advances to the final. So it's Thunder Rosa. It's going to be Thunder Rosa versus uh, Nyla Rose tonight at time of recording, yeah. you know, in just an hour. Um, Which will we'll throw on the we'll um, probably, Star yeah, We'll probably roll this into Dynamite because. Um, yeah, we're not going to. It's only one match. It's probably not worth us doing another episode for that. Um, yeah, so we know now that the match on Wednesday is going to be Ryu Mizunami. I'm quite surprised versus... I put that on um, YouTube, but I suppose you'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. So the match on Wednesday is going to be Ryu Mizunami yeah. versus either Thunder Rosa or Nyla Rose. I kind of hope it's Nyla, no, you know. I, I want it to be Nyla and Ryu because I want a horse fight. And we, they've already established that. Rio can beat bigger opponents because of her victory yeah. against Aja Kong. So that, that, that Aja Kong victory sets up a narrative for her to potentially beat Nyla Rose in the final. Mm, that being said, Thunder Rose has looked really dominant throughout this whole tournament. But Britt Baker, though. But Britt Baker. But I don't think I don't think they do like an angle on um, just this YouTube match. Yeah, but at the same time, I think they can probably save. I don't think Thunder Rosa needs to be in the title picture right now. I think they could save her and put her against Brit. And just yeah. have... And I think Nyla needs to win more, if anything makes sense, you know, to sort of continue... Because mm-hmm. they're, they're using a tournament to rebuild her with some really solid wins and get her back on track. And I think... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously team team Rio. And it's, it's worth pointing out that Rima Zanami is um, one of Karajita's favourite wrestlers. So if she's got any if she's got any stroke backstage, we know who's winning. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I get I get the impression as well. They're not going to fly Rio Rio in just to do the JLB to somebody. <laughs> just do the JLB to Nyla or Rosa. Yeah, I, I, I get the impression that whoever was winning that Japanese side of the tournament was probably going to win the whole thing. And go to the pay um, Yeah. But I'm... I mean, Rio Mizunami definitely wouldn't have been the first name I would have picked to win it, so I, that's quite cool. Oh, I didn't even know who she was when this tournament started, and boy, I, boy, she left an impression on me. I'm, I'm after, I, I, I'm, I'm a full-on fanboy now. <laughs> you gonna go back and watch your match with or nothing? I'm gonna go back and just buy a t-shirt or whatever. I'm gonna buy this one with anarchy sunglasses. I mean, that that's what you want you to do. Yeah, exactly. She told me. You know, I've got to. She said. Yeah. She'll pair bought um, me or like chop me really hard in the chest if I don't. So Yeah. It'll be, it'll be cool to see though, because um it it's another opponent that like is kind of different from anyone Rio's actually uh, not Rio. Um Sheila's actually faced as well. And so you, know, and facing... you know though, because stiff beat seven shits piss out of each other as well. Yeah. Cause obviously she's beat like she's beaten Nyla already. And you yeah. could compare you could compare uh, Rio to Nyla, but I feel like Rio's a lot more explosive than Nyla. Like Nyla's, Nyla's great for like doing the powerhouse stuff against Rio and just throwing around. But Rio's got like a lot of explosiveness to her attack. Yeah. In terms and, of her, like in terms of her hard striking and sort of like a her power, like a her big moves and, and bits and bobs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm hype. I'm, I'm almost at a stage you now where I've taught myself into Rio versus Shida so hard that I'll be gutted if it doesn't happen. <laughs> I, I, the other thing though, which we can't really ignore, is the fact that um, we haven't got the Thunder Rosa versus Shida rubber match yet, yeah. which they don't need to do a tournament for, but it would be quite a good way to get there. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think I just don't see her getting away from the Baker feud. To get a title shot, yeah, they're still they're still pretty much entrenched in that, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd say I'd say there's probably in my mind there's like an eighty to ninety percent chance that Nyla beats Thunder Rosa, and then I say there's about a 67 percent chance that that Rio beats Nyla. Yeah, as that's I said, that's what I've taught myself into. Is is that the tasty math? That's that's the start. That's the Steiner map, mate. The numbers yeah. don't lie. They um, spelled disaster for Nyla on Wednesday night. They do. They do. Um, Thunder Rosa knows she can't be real. Um, she's, she's not even going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be interested to see where they go with it, though. Definitely, um, because I think I, any one of them, like as much as I love Nyla, I don't want Nyla to win it because we've we've had Sheeta and Nyla like three times now. That's why I think it makes so much sense for it to get to the final and, and, and give the rub to, to Ryu because yeah. she, to, she wanted to go, she needed to go deep in this tournament because she hasn't wrestled for a while it sort of re-establishes her. Um, yeah. I don't think it's hurt neither as well to lose in the final. No, especially if, if it's like a, if it's like a really hard-hitting, like super, like competitive match. Because uh, like you said, you've already, you've already given um, Aja, Ryu, Aja Kong to establish that she can beat these bigger opponents and she can go with the, the monsters. So yeah. I think she, I think she's credible enough to, to sort of serve that her loss and it'll be all right. Yeah. But that said, I mean, if yeah, we, who'd have true. thought who'd have thought four weeks ago that we'd be uh, we'd be sitting here talking about 
Ryu Mizunomi versus uh, Thunder Rosa or Nyla Rose. None. I don't think anyone had this yeah. on their brackets to they? So I, I thought I thought that Yuka Sakazaki was an absolute lock to win that that, that side of the tournament. I was I popped so hard when um, when Ryu won. Before. I thought you would have. <laughs> I thought you would have. Um, when she kicked out of the um of the shows arm closed line, I was like, oh no, oh no, I know what's coming now. Like this is it. And then yeah, it was all it was Strains all fine. Never leave. <laughs> it yeah. was all fine. Oh Jesus, yeah. Uh, obviously, we're, we're sort of nearing the the end of the of the women's tournament now. And Gustav, how have you how have you found it, Jay? Uh, overall, I thought to be honest, I thought it's been brilliant. Um, my only disappointment, which was something we touched on open session last night, um, that the Damage Vince guys brought to the table. I think it was Alice who brought it to the table. Was that they could have t- probably done it a bit better by putting some of, some more of the stuff on Dynamite? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have um, liked to have seen all of the US side on Dynamite, and that would have given us more yeah. time for these specials to focus on the Joshi women as well. I would have liked to have seen more exhibition matches, maybe while you had them all there, instead of having to put yeah. like so like last night. Instead of having, um, you could have had the two exhibition matches as well as the final. Mm. Instead of having the Thunder they, they could have feasibly, They could have feasibly though done the exhibition matches and put them on dark. Yeah, but I mean in terms of like having in terms of like having extra matches, because you only had one match this week in the, in the tournament. So you could have just thrown mm. you could have given us like um you could have given us Emmy versus uh, Mahito. You could have given us Venny versus anybody, because I'm interested in that. <laughs> you know, um Shida could have wrestled some of the some of the losers just to sort of put yeah. them over, you know, and give them a bit of rub. It would have been it would have been great. Um and Shida certainly yeah. all, all in for it. Um but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would that would that's the only thing that were, it was it was a little bit weird how it sort of jumped. I would have preferred if the if the specials had just been the Japanese brackets and like the women involved and the Joshi stuff, whether it be tournament matches yeah. or just exhibition matches. When it started blending together, it felt a bit weird. Like it was, it felt like a bit whiplashy. Like going from like Emmy Sakura's home gym to like <laughs> to like Daily's place felt a bit odd. Yeah. Also, um, I feel like the American matches when not that they weren't as good, but they they weren't as like. A sort of high octane as the Japanese ones. So when when you got around to the American ones, with the exception of um, Nyla Rose and Ty Conti last week, it, it was almost it was almost like a sort of like like letting out like letting out a sigh of relief. Because- yeah, I know what you mean. So like, they they closed obviously this week with um, with Rose versus Riho. They closed last week with Britt Baker versus Maddie. Was it last week? Yeah. Uh, last week it was yeah yeah and they all they just felt a bit like a bit of a step down in terms of intensity from the, the matches that had come previously yeah that's what I, that's what I meant like it was like, it was like you can kind of like you, you're holding your breath through all the Japanese ones and the like they're that intense and then you get to get to the uh, get to the American ones you're just like and relax and it's like I kind of would have liked to have seen Maybe maybe switch it around so like the, one of the American ones was between the Japanese one and the back to the Japanese one, but that's me. That's me literally like splitting hairs. Yeah, I mean, like um, you said, the in-ring action has been phenomenal, and it's it's been great to be able to see the AW Women's Division in such rude health. Just put some more matches on Dynamite, maybe you know. And there's been yeah. there's been talk. I, I, I was going to mention this on um, 
on open sessions. Um, or whatever it's called, was it open? Is it open sessions? Open is that what we're calling it? Um, I was going to mention this as, as yeah. like a rebuttal to to Alice's point, but I, I didn't get a chance to bring it up. Uh, there's been some discussion on online about whether or not the word about limiting women's matches has come from the network. Oh, really? I mean, just not not from any vindictive reason. Because I don't think, obviously, it's a, it's a boardroom full of old men. I don't think they think women draw. So. Yeah, I hope not. I hope that I'd like to think that the guys in AEW are kind of a bit more resilient to stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, if anything, like Kenny's it's, it's it's really it's really infusing to know that Kenny is super high on women's wrestling, and he's obviously a very influential figure within the company. So mm-hmm. I think I like to think that as yeah. the as the sort of talent in the division grows, its position on Dynamite will also grow. And you know, I think we can look back in a year. We're going to look back in a year's time and think that this is the moment when it all starts to come together. Yeah, this was like the catalyst for when the stands are really push the women. Like the world, touch towards the world, starting to open up again. Now we can start moving people between Japan and America. You know, that's a, that's that's something we can do now. Don't forget, the AEW Women's Division lost like a third of its roster. It's like in like once in a day when lockdown happened last year. Like all the Joe dressers just went away that you just couldn't have. You know, we were calling. You know, I mean, it worked out well, but we were calling up Anna Jay from from QT Marshall's training school. We were grabbing Ty Conti out of out of the W3, um, you know, bin, and, and you know, we were making do with whatever we could lay our hands on in terms of, of women's wrestling in AEW and. It's a testament to, to QT Marshall and to the women who were, were given the opportunity that they were able to, to turn it into what it is today, which is, you know, a, a division definitely on the up and up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and ho- hopefully, like, this becomes, like, an annual thing as well. Like, I know the, the um, we're talking about doing the... Um, because they've done a tag team eliminator before and they've done the... Um, Men's eliminator, obviously it's the women's one. Um, there, there was talk about doing it like an annual thing, so hopefully that is yeah is case because well, it turns out obviously that Emmy Sakura is like the who's who. She knows every she literally knows every every Joshi competitor in Japan. So if you need someone to book you a women's tournament, she she goes through and she you know she'll just sort it out. And obviously, yeah. if she's on good terms with AW, then it's happy days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, what were your what were your highs then, mate? Um, oh well, obviously. I mean, do you even have to ask me? My high was was dead hard. Ryuji army destroying Yuka Sakazaki to advance to the finals. Um, yeah. A low. If I had to pick one, it was probably probably yeah. But I'd probably go. It's, it's a technical. It's, it's, it's splitting hairs. Like, would I go with with the sort of slightly on slightly underwhelming? Thunder Rosa versus Rio match. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm the same for the lower thought. I thought that the Thunder Rosa Rio match was, but for a match that I was so excited for, I thought it was very, very underwhelming. Well, I say, I, I say, like I was expecting, like say, if I was expecting a nine, it was probably like a seven and a half. Yeah, that's fair. It wasn't like it wasn't bad. It was still good. It just wasn't like the banger that I was expecting it to be. And on a match yeah. on, on a show with three matches where two of them were like flat out awesome. Yeah. Um my high was the six uh, six person tag though. That was yeah. fantastic. That was I mean, so good. It's it's the, the, my pick is very much a 
and my my heart over my head pick like i'm picking emotionally <laughs> based on like what it meant to me as a victory uh even going in terms of just pure entertainment and in-ring action then obviously the, the six person tag was was next level yeah that's ridiculously good um and yeah, uh, as I say about um, Thunder Rosa Rio, it was it was a good match. It just wasn't it wasn't as good as it could have been. I thought, 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 I'd, and I think that's just because they worked a slow style. It's like, well, you've got two like really exciting, expl- explosive uh, competitors. Why do you like working like this slower style? Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah, right. So that is that is our um, review of it's going to be our final. Special on the women's only tournament. Obviously, yeah. we'll roll we'll roll the the final the women's the American final match into dynamite, and obviously the the actual winner will face off. Obviously, we'll find out on Wednesday who's going who's going to Revolution, and then that match will take place at Revolution. So, yeah, gonna have. Yeah. Has Aaron been watching these? By the way, do we know? If Aaron, do, we, do we know if Aaron's been keeping up with this? Or? Yeah, mate, I need to ask him. <laughs> I'll I'll say to, I'll get him to watch. Um, I mean, we can always no, we, we can always we can always wonder. explain it to him during the um, revolution pre-show or something like that. So, it's alright. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll no, he's, he's not as, he's not as cultured a man as we are. So you know, he might not understand the fineries no. of, of of Japanese wrestling. No, I mean, he was he was playing Sonic Adventure while we were doing this. So watching dudes smash light tubes off each other. Yeah. Fucking animal. Um. Yeah, we'll be doing a, a watch along. Of revolution on Sunday, I believe. All four it's Sunday that's that. crept up on it, bloody hell. I that's crept up, especially when you think it was meant to be uh, yesterday. Yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah, oh, yesterday, Saturday, Saturday, just gone, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be we'll be doing a watch along of that. Um, usual nonsense and bollocks off that. Um, yeah, keep it on the keep it on the socials that we on Facebook Live, we'll be on Twitch, we'll be on all the usual places. Speaking of Facebook Live and Twitch, Jay, if we want to if people want to find us on those platforms and others, how can they do it? Uh well we're on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You search for that, you will find us. Um Twitch, Twitter, and our new Discord, Untitled Rest Pod. Um we'll we usually be using the Discord a lot to kind of like coordinate like live streams and other stuff like that. So that's kind of like the go-to place to go. And if you want to hang out during the live stream and you can't be on the social media apps for whatever reason, you can post on the Discord and we will be checking that as well. We can sort of take comments from yeah. there. If you need to ask us any questions or if you just want to just want to give us your opinion, let us know what you think. Um, as always, we always want to know you know what you guys think as well. We want this to be a, a, two-way, a two-way stream. Yeah. Also, if you uh, follow us on Twitch, you'll get notified as soon as we go live on anything. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff on there. Obviously, with like gaming, uh, myself and Troy, I think. We're going to be starting this week uh playthrough of Resident Evil 5. Have you flipped the um, coin for who gets the share card yet? Or? I, I said to Troy, I said to Troy, um, if I'm buying if I'm buying a game to do a live stream with him, he's got to be Sheva. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. I'll, I'll be Chris. He can be Sheva. Um, he'll probably change his mind when we go to do it. Though, so who knows? Um, we'll find out. But yeah, uh, I'm doing that. I play Halo a lot. Aaron does Sonic Adventure stuff. Um, we're talking about doing a couple of other little bits as well. And obviously we do our Saturday night uh, gaming stream where we do a bit of Mario Kart, a bit of Jackbox, some of Among Us. Maybe, uh, maybe put the kids to bed before you put that on. Yeah, usually gets a bit a bit crazy because we're all drinking when we're doing it. Can, it, can get a little, it can get a little blue. 
yeah. <laughs> so we were really dark turn this week. <laughs> and um, the last Sunday of every month, we'll be doing our open sessions, which is um, where we in, invite guests onto, onto like a, li- a live stream. We pick a, t- a topic. We all kind of discuss various things. And um, we, uh, we answer like questions from the comments as well. Yeah, yesterday's um, featured uh, the Damage Fins podcast to a good friends and also a legitimate journalist, Phil Lindsay, as well. Yeah. Like an, um, actual, an actual person all, all who those... gets paid to write about wrestling decided he had nothing better to do than come and talk shit with us for two hours, which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good laugh as well. Um, got a few few uh, people in the pipeline for the, the next one. It's very believe, lighthearted. It's um, very lighthearted as well. It's very, we, we, don't, we don't get super technical. It's just, it's just like a pub conversation, basically, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. We were just we were just there having a few beers and talking about like stuff that we um, kind of like our opinions on stuff. Um, imagine yeah, being able, able to do them live in bars. I know. I can't wait. Oh, it's just crazy. <laughs> One day, mate. I'm, I'm bars. I'm, I'm going um, dizzy. I'm going dizzy just thinking about that. Just thinking about <laughs> about a cold pint. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, as always, thanks for checking us out and joining us. And we'll see you for the next one. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.